This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. (laughs) Happy Friday. Congratulations. You made it through another week. Absolutely. By the grace of God. (laughs) Yeah, by by the grace of God. Which means that we get to do another New Music Friday together. I'm Robin Hilton, and with me, Letitia Harris. Hi, everybody. Stephanie Fernandez. Hey, Robin. Uh, We're doing a quick rundown of our picks for the best albums out on October 27th, and that means uh, we've got a whole bunch of great music that we want to share, starting with the band Black Pumas. Yes. Uh, Yes, they dropped their second full-length album today. It's called Chronicles of a Diamond. This is the cut, More Than a Love Song. You see the two black birds flying, flying side of a great divide, tie together, you're master, grandmaster, why, master, why, I feel so hard sometimes, we got to use the music, sweet soul music, reignite your soul tonight, to reignite your soul, cause life is more, more than a love song. It's more than a fantasy, more than living. This life is more, more than a dream, y'all. It's more than a fantasy, more than living. So take your time and realize you fly. I love this little shot of psych rock they kind of punctuate a lot of these songs with. I actually thought about the doors a good bit mm. while listening I to this album. I can hear that. Yeah. Like, if you take the song Gemini Sun. Lovely flower trust upon the wall, baby. Let me show you how to ease the mind today. I can't be too comfortable to see you standing swap Eric Burton's voice for Jim Morrison is very much a Doors cut. It's like the bass line is in the keys, there's this pulsing beat. You know, it's a little trippy, but a little gritty at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it's Eric Burton singing, though, <laughs> not Jim Morrison. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I mean, no no disrespect to the Doors. I just like, for me, one of the most moving parts of this record is just his voice. It's so plaintive and just huge and and you could hear the room. Um, yeah. They actually talk about wanting to create that experience, that listening experience purposely. You know, this is meant to be like a record that captures all the energy that's going on in a live show. And I think they do oh, that yes. really well. Like, I really feel like the audience was with them in the recording studio and then they've been able to like replicate it on wax. Yeah, it's spacious. And loose, too. I mean, I you hear bands all the time say like, oh, well, you know, we really wanted to capture the energy of of a live show, but there's something magical that happens when a band is performing live that doesn't necessarily happen in the studio. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time with this one, it does feel like some of that magic was evolving 
sort of naturally while they were working on this record. Got the fire to the rubber. inspiration like the base of what they're doing here but then they're just taking in so many different levels that you're just surprised with how they could reinvent the wheel so many different times but it doesn't feel like forced or it doesn't feel trite I feel like the experimentation going on here especially after their first record they wanted to make something modern this feels very of its time in a different space if that makes sense like a different universe of the time that they wanted to recreate yeah we should take a quick sample across the record of some of these other sounds that they're doing on this because there are some really surprising moments um they take this uh really unexpected shift towards synths and drum machines Mm -hmm. on, on a song called hello I was I'm, I love that you brought up Hello Robin cuz I I was immediately taken to like I've been rewatching Twin Peaks lately mm. <laughs> and like I immediately thought of like Julie Cruz and like that dream pop oh, late 80s early 90s it was just such like a surprise to hear that in here but such a welcome one it was so beautiful to your point about it not sounding trite I was going to say like it's a tall order to like earn the phrase rock and roll in 2023 I feel like I mean like you cannot just like say that phrase and not expect to be a little corny and Mm -hmm. somehow they accomplished that on this record rock and roll rock and roll rock and roll rock and roll in the belly of the beast from the west side middle east rock and roll Rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. Have we, have we reached the point where the phrase rock and roll is corny? Yeah. Do people just think old, old dads now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unequivocally, yeah. No, no hesitation from the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. That, no, that's, that's where we are. Maybe if you said just rock, that wouldn't be as cringy, but rock and roll, like, yeah. yeah. But, I don't know, but there's like a movement and an energy here that I think, you know, I wasn't alive, but the originators <laughs> of rock and roll might uh, might see something there. I don't know. Let me tell you about rock and roll. It was quite a time. Okay, uh, Black Pumas, back with their, their sophomore full-length, Chronicles of a Diamond, uh, out now on October 27th. That's one we're loving uh, that's out today. There's also one out today that we're loving from the electronic artist Sophia Cortesis. It's called Madras. Um, from that album, this is the song Bunkhouse.
one's sort of like the Black Pumas in that it's it's very clearly in a lane, but she just mixes it up so much across this record. Like this song's very Radiohead to me in some ways. I mean, I was a fan of her EPs before this album and was just so moved by the story behind this. Madres is the dedication to mothers. She said in an interview with Pitchfork recently that mothers are our little saints in Latin America, which I thought was such a beautiful way to put it. And the story, her mother had this cancer diagnosis and, you know, the news was grim and she reached out to this very well-known surgeon and said that she'd dedicate uh, the song Madres to him if he would operate on her mother and perform this life-saving procedure. Even though the chances were low, she had been warned. And he did, he heard it, and her mother is now thankfully well. And the surgeon's name is Peter Vaikache and she named a song after him, Vaikache, which is an awesome song. feeling that comes from relationships born out of hard times, yes, but that lead to these surprising and new avenues to explore. This is also such a community-driven album. Like like mm-hmm. you were saying, Stephanie, like I read that she would actually send snippets of her songs to the doctor as well, and he would like give feedback. Yeah, um, yeah. She mentioned that she was incorporating more organic sounds and field recordings versus like electronic samples from her earlier work. And I feel like this just make that just makes this so vibrant and lively. Yeah, there's a moment in the song Abla Canela that I think you could call a field recording. It sounds like an argument maybe between a child or a teenager and their parent. Um, But the whole thing that she's got going on across this record, using electronic music to dig into topics as serious and weighty as cancer and surgery and surviving those things. I mean, if you knew going into this that this was an album dedicated to her mother who had survived cancer despite being told that she would not survive, and a dedication to the surgeon who saved her life, I don't think you would expect it to be uh, a record that thumps as much as this record. Right, like a happy thumper. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, I and, and so I was very surprised by that. But I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Stephanie, that what, what the common thread is in music that pulses like this is hope. Mm-hmm. There's this church-like quality, too. Mm. I mean, obviously, in like electronic music, there's so much pulsing, repeating uh, mm-hmm. repetition and like building on those repetitions that to me is very reminiscent of a church of religious musical structures there's like it leads to that like trance-like state that is mm. healing and transportive it's interesting because she's also talking about queerness and struggling mm-hmm. with that um, when she's growing up in peru and why she moved to berlin yeah. and she mentions that there's like a recording of a peruvian protest for lgbtqia plus rights um, mm-hmm. that she included on this
it's such an interesting album because it's coming from so many different places, but it's not unfocused. You know, there's like her queerness, her relationship with her mother, her relationship with her community, Mm -hmm. um, her identity as like a political activist and like how she's like navigating that space as she's focusing more on music. And it's inspired by so many different places. And it goes so many different places without ever losing that thread that you touched on. I love that track, Estación Esperanza. All right, as you mentioned, Stephanie, she had some EPs, but this is her debut album. Uh, Again, it's called Madras. Uh, from Sophia Cortesis, and that's K-O-U-R-T-E-S-I-S, Cortesis. We've got a handful of other releases that we still want to flag for you uh, for this week, but first let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog, too. Lagunitas Brewing Company. Because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle, find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, A People's History from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. It's a Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Letitia Harris and Stephanie Fernandez. We're talking about our picks for the best new albums out now on October 27th, including the latest from the band The Mountain Goats. They're back with a new one today called Jenny from Thebes. And from that record, this is the song Fresh Tattoo. Tattoo of the Seventh Shield Still wet on my skin You're all crumpled up at the curb There I think I'm gonna take you in Always had to follow my instincts Usually I'm out on my own There by the road, wet and helpless What happens if I take you home? Well, you may forget 
The whys and wheres of an old tattoo on your forearm there But usually you recall the day you got one And usually it fades in the sun You think when he says it fades in the sun, does he mean the tattoo or your memory of getting the tattoo? I think it's both. I think it operates on that, like, philosophical double level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what John Darnell does so well, right? I mean, and Mm -hmm. that's throughout every song on this record. Well, fans of the Mountain Goats know this is a band that sings a lot about trauma, if you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't actually even think this is the first time he's used a tattoo as, like, a metaphor for things that stay with you, that leave a mark on your being for the rest of your life. And I I found that lyric um, that usually it fades in the sun is this like kind of hopeful but also wistful reflection. You know, no things fit into a box neatly um, as Mm. you grow older and reflect on them. But like you remember where you were and how you were when something happened to you or when you received this mark. But with time, it changes and it grows and you grow and you change. Um, All things change. All things pass. You put that so beautifully, Stephanie. And I think also the point of the storytelling in this This album is a sequel to 2001's All Hail West Texas um, and is focused on the one of the characters from that album, Jenny. And, you know, it's kind of giving Jenny her mythology. We've been like, who's Jenny for so long? (laughs) Um, And what's really exciting about this album is that in response to recording a sequel to All Hail West Texas, which was, you know, recorded entirely on a boombox, they decided to go in the complete opposite direction and just make it as big as possible and wanted to release a song of show tunes. So when I heard that personally as a musical nerd, I was like, sign me up. <laughs> um, and hearing Darnell <laughs> Jazz hands. Um, hearing Darnell like really extend his vocal range to do these musical numbers and they are musical they're very orchestral they're very they have those crescendos you know that hi-hat building up um and fresh tattoo that we just heard it's Mm. very purposeful and they go in a lot of different directions and you can me personally i saw like the stage unfolding in front of me throughout hearing this album and listening to these lyrics you're gonna have to watch for the signs gonna have to learn how to read nobody's gonna hand you a flashlight you're gonna have to steal what you need Well, let me say, to your point about John Darnell uh, sort of stretching his voice, I mean, full disclosure, I've never been a huge Mountain Goats fan. And <gasps> partly, partly, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Robin the Melancholy. <laughs> yeah, know. right. But I think part of it is is that I, I really do not like speak singing very much. And yeah. that's something that John Darnell, it's been a big part of his, his musical palette for much of his work. And he does really lean into songcraft and melody in really wonderful ways across this record. I love this album way more than any Mountain Goats album up until this point. Um, I was really captivated by the stories, and uh, when I learned that these are recurring characters, it made me realize, okay, well, I clearly need to go back and listen to the earlier uh, stories about these, these same characters. 
I love and Robin, you say if you that. don't like his voice, just listen to the lyrics. You can hear a story yeah. there, too. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, so many wonderful lyrical moments across this record. I mean, that's the thing about Speak Singers, even though he's not really doing much of that at all on this album. They tend to be poets. The entry point tends to be the lyrics. One of my favorite moments comes on a song called Going to Dallas, when he says, uh, no one is going to pour plaster in my tracks. Nobody's ever going to pour plaster in my tracks. My exit will be clean. When I vanish from the scene, you won't find any thumbprints to dust your powder into. Just mute donkeys, still as statues in each saloon I've been why would you pour plaster in somebody's footprints? That's what you do when you're tracking Bigfoot, right? It's you're, you're wanting, you pour plaster in someone's footprints because you want to preserve them or you want to study them because the, it's, they're so remarkable. And I thought, what a brilliant way to say that, you know, your life doesn't have to be astonishing to be fulfilling, right? Yeah. Your life can be simple. Your life can be fulfilling and memorable, even if you're not leaving the kind of tracks behind that someone's going to pour plaster into. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. I also love so much of his music centers around characters or figures, identities, professions of people who've like definitely been set on a path by circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like here we have mm. pirates, cryptids, monsters. There's like this um, embracing of the thing that makes you different, the thing that makes you that you are that is unavoidable, the thing that you cannot erase or run from in your life. And so there's such power to be found in like, I don't know, I love this music for for broken things, for dark creatures, for people who, who shouldn't run from what uh, they are, but should embrace it, should wear it loudly like a tattoo. All right, again, that's The Mountain Goats in the, the album, Ginny from Thebes, out today, loving it. Let's talk about some of our personal favorites that are also out today. Uh, Stephanie, let's start with you. Oh, gosh, there was this was hard. There's a lot of good uh, music out today, but uh, I have to go with Maria Jose Yergo's Ultra Belleza, um, or like Ultra Beauty. <laughs> a Spanish singer, classically trained in flamenco, but her music has this really experimental twist on that recognizable vocal pattern. But um, ever since I heard her EP, Sanación, in 2020, which we loved it at NPR, <laughs> um, <laughs> it just rocked my world. And I'm so glad that her debut album is finally here. It's such a beautiful day. Let's do two personal picks here. Do you got another one? Yes, my other pick is Mintfield's Aprender a Ser. This is the third album from Shoegaze, Dream Pop, Psychedelic group Mintfield from Mexico City. And it's just an album to get lost in. I mean, I listened to this on the subway and I like nearly missed my stop. I was just like so zoning into it. It's beautiful. Leticia, I know you've got an up and comer that you're really wanting to advocate for this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I personally want to tell you I'm excited that 1989 TV is finally out. Say you're 
know, it's been one of the most hyped re-recordings of the saga that we've been on. And Swifties are literally reliving 2014 all over again with this unprecedented wave of Taylor mania. So stream 1989 TV right now. Um, but to use my time more wisely, <laughs> I want to shout out to Boss. I don't know how you could use it any more wisely than that, Leticia. <laughs> you apologize to no one. <laughs> More generously and more fairly, because she really doesn't need my promo. Um, but I want to shout out Shabazz Palaces, an experimental hip-hop group hailing from Seattle. They have a mini-album out called Robed in Rareness. This group operates on a very neo-George Clinton percussive heavy Afro jazz vibe that I find really enchanting and subversive. Their recent singles, especially Binoculars and Scarface Menace, have featured these really menacing beats um, with really sick instrumentals and distorted vocals. They're so good at creating this atmosphere and I'm excited to hear from them again. I was going to pick that Shabazz Palace's record, too. It's a great late-night brain music. Yeah. Uh, So I feel obligated out of respect for former All Songs Considered intern Jackson Sinnenberg to mention that the Gaslight Anthem have their first new album out in nearly a decade today. It's called History Books. There is also a new one from The Kills out today called God Names. But I I got to give a shout-out, speaking of old dad rock, I got to give a shout out to the massive new box set for the 30th anniversary of Nirvana's In Utero. The original album came out end of September 1993. I was young and free, had hair down my back. <laughs> That's not true. I did. I, I Grunge didn't is hair alive. Hair then either. No. no. Uh, this 30th anniversary super deluxe version, it has 53, 53 previously unreleased tracks, uh, including uh, two full concerts from the In Utero tour that have never been put out before. I cannot imagine what else there could possibly be to share after this release. Uh, so it feels pretty definitive. Nirvana in utero, the 30th anniversary super deluxe version out now. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Letitia Harris, Stephanie Fernandez. Thanks so much, y'all. Thanks so much, you guys. This is fun. Thank you, Robin. Keep rocking. Rock and roll! All 
right, a quick reminder to check the episode description to find a list of everything that we talked about on the show, along with an expanded list of everything else out today that we're tracking. If you want to hear full versions of the songs on a whole bunch of singles that came out this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. And as always, the best way to track all of this stuff and everything else we've got going on at NPR Music is with our newsletter. Sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope everything's beautiful in your world. Take care and treat yourself to lots of music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines is passionate about empowering other small businesses. In the last several years, there are more business owners than we can count. Businesses are opening up quite frequently. And I think that shows the need, the dreams, and the desires of the community to have the independence and to have the financial freedom that's important to them. The reason why it's so important to me to be out there to share information and to educate the community is because I know that a dream doesn't always help you to be successful. You need the competency, you need the wisdom, you need the knowledge. That's where we come in as State Farm agents, our ability to be able to teach over 100 years of experience in this world to say, hey, we got you. You got this and we got this. Let's do it together. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.